what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are about 10 days out from actual NFL progress. The draft is close. So we're going to be talking mostly draft stuff. We got some rumors. We got some trades. We got a few different things that we're going to discuss. And, of course, mm-hmm. alongside me is Tom Tuttle. Are you excited about the draft? Man, I'm excited. Like being a Jets fan, I can't. I can't wait. Like this is one of the first years, other than like when we get a quarterback with Sanchez. I was excited about that. Gino was excited about that. Darnold, obviously. It's like this is one of the first years where it's like we can actually make some real improvements. So yeah, I'm excited about the draft. And when it comes to fantasy football, man, there's a lot of little things that can make a team completely different and can make that player completely more valuable or less valuable. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's going to be interesting to watch, and I can't wait to do the draft, or just to watch the draft. Something yes. sports. Something sports. Thank you. We'll have to talk about it. Maybe we'll do a thing like we did, was it last year or the year before? Uh, if we can manage it, maybe we'll do commentary during the draft again, since we there might won't be, be a whole that. lot going on there. Maybe somebody will want to. <laughs> maybe we can... Uh, stream something and I don't know. We'll we'll have to do something because we got yeah. we got to. There's nothing out there. There's nothing else. <laughs> but speaking of less valuable or more valuable, I'm not sure which to consider this particular uh, transaction. But the Texans acquired a wide receiver after giving away DeAndre Hopkins for pennies on the dollar. Who did they get? Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Wow, yeah. the guy who is pretty much the least valuable trade asset in fantasy football has been <laughs> traded for, what, the third time now in yeah. actual NFL. Uh, so the Texans acquired Cooks and a 2022 fourth-round pick from the Rams for the 57th pick in this month's draft. So here we go. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Come on, Texans. It's... Seriously, this just makes no sense. You've improved your team for the now, but you haven't done anything for your future. It's absolute garbage. And when I say improve for the now, I'm saying literally right now. Because yeah. if you go back a couple <laughs> weeks, you just took a downgrade. For what? It's absolute garbage what they're doing to this team. I would not want to be on on the Texans right now thinking, what are they doing with this team? I We can't win like this. No. That, that front office needs to take a look at what they're doing and reevaluate. This is just – it doesn't make sense. All right. First of all, we'll start off with the Brandon Cooks part of this trade. Mm-hmm. So that means in his career, Brandon Cooks has been traded – from the Saints to the Patriots right. for a first-round pick. Yeah. At the time, everybody was like, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. You know, Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks could be one of the most insane wide receivers in fantasy football. He was okay. He did not mm-hmm. live up to the absolute utter hype that was put behind him going to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Well, yep. then he went from the Patriots to the Rams for a first-round pick again, <laughs> and we thought, oh, 
there's another piece of the puzzle for Jared Goff and the Rams. And again, he didn't quite live up to the hype. Not saying he was no. bad, but he, he didn't fine. live up to the hype as far as fantasy football was concerned. Yep. So he had a couple of years with the Rams, and he was just kind of meh. I drafted him once after he went to the Rams, and I was very underwhelmed. And now we go from the Rams to the Texans for a second-round pick. So we couldn't get a first out of him, but that's probably <laughs> only because the Texans don't have a first-round pick, even after giving up DeAndre Hopkins. So they gave up their highest pick to get Brandon Cooks, who could be a good asset. Again, it sounds like it's yeah. a perfect spot for him because there's not much else there. Yes, they signed I mean, Randall Cobb, whoopie do. Yes, they've still got Will Fuller, can't stay in the field. The one I'm thinking about right now is Kenny Stills. That's true. He um, probably improved his value. I, I think he, well, obviously, even with everything that's been going on with him, yes. But I want to talk a little bit about Cooks because, I mean, if you think about it, this really isn't a bad spot for fantasy owners to look at Cooks. I mean, he's probably going to get overlooked. At least I hope We've so. We've all heard this before. What's that? <laughs> We've all heard this before. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he – it's not going to be, he's not going to be hyped up as much as he was in previous years. No, not as much with the saints for sure. And definitely with the, uh, with the, the Patriots as well. So I, to me, this is a time that maybe he might be able to get that value that you've been looking for out of him because you're probably going to get him a little bit later in drafts. I sure hope so. If anybody's taking him, in the second or third round again after everything that he has done. Oh, again, yeah. Not saying he's a bad wide receiver, but he has mm -hmm. had some concussions. Sorry for the uh, Malcolm Jenkins hit in the Super Bowl. That one kind of messed mm -hmm. with his yeah. head a little bit. Um. Anyway, yeah, he's a good wide receiver, but yep. the Texans are now not as good of a team. So <laughs> I don't know what that is going to mean for Brandon Cooks overall other than he should fall later like you're saying so maybe if you can pick him up in the fifth round that would be a great place to get him mm -hmm. and he might actually be worth it i mean in, in another way to look at this is just and this just i don't understand the texans in this aspect because you got brandon cooks that's fine but you gave up your best pick in the draft which could have been a wide receiver I, I, I just I don't get it. Like yeah, the it's not like Brent, yeah. might be as good or better than Cooks, especially in the future. And I mean, you're not paying this rookie wide receiver eighty million dollars either. <laughs> exactly. I, I just it doesn't really compute. And I'm sorry if you're Texans fan, you got to be pulling your hair out at this. Oh, point. they are. They are. But yeah. And, 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 and don't forget to check funny. out the uh, Back Row Texans show if you want to hear more about this. They have <laughs> yes, uh, yes. they have done an episode on this since the trade has happened. And, yeah, <laughs> Texans fans are pulling their hair out. Mm -hmm. So here's a question for you. Do you know how many NFL receivers have had 30-plus touchdowns since 2017? 30-plus touchdowns since 2017. Um, I'll give you a hint. There's been one. Do you know who that one is? 30-plus. Uh, it's 2017. Uh, wow. Michael Thomas? DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's an obvious question. <laughs> that's but nice. speaking of DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, 
most receptions also since 2017. Michael Thomas, 378. Amazing. DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. 315, second. Keenan Allen, 303, third. Christian McCaffrey, 303, tied with Keenan Allen. And Julio Jones with 300, even after missing some games here and there. But I bring that up only because one of our favorite guys on the show, Christian McCaffrey, is signing a four-year extension, averaging $16 million per year, making him the highest-paid running back in NFL history. And And hopefully that doesn't mean he's going to go down the crapper like everybody else has been signing multi-billion dollar deals at running back like David Johnson and Todd Gurley. Yeah, well, that That wouldn't be good. But for me, he seems like he's just a different type of person. Like just like his work ethic just seems like I'm going to be the best that I can be all the time. He's not oh, yeah. sitting out there saying that he is the best, but he's going to be the best he can be. And I think that is just the different type of mentality that he has in pretty much every running back in the league right now. And I think it's absolutely worth it uh, for, for the Panthers to do this. It's, it's almost a no brainer. You got to pay the guy. He is the best. So give him what he's worth. Yeah, definitely. And just want to clarify this is an extension that keeps him under contract through 2025, the two years yep. remaining on his rookie deal, plus four more years. So he is a Panther for the foreseeable future. I don't see them trading him like the Texans did with DeAndre Hopkins. No matter what happens, no. I think Christian McCaffrey will be a Carolina Panther for, I mean, unless something catastrophic were to happen i don't ever see him playing anywhere else i think he is going to be a guy that sticks with one team and that doesn't happen too often no that's a very strong possibility but i think that there's a possibility that he declines but i don't think he's going to decline until the four-year extension is up like i think this is just a great deal for them all around because i mean it's expensive and there's no doubt about that yes but he is the best, and I think he's going to continue to be the best or one of the best for the next six years. So at that point, you need to reevaluate what 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 you want to do with him. You might maybe you just let him go, or maybe you tag him, whatever. But I, I just I don't know. I, I think it's a great thing for the Panthers to do this. It makes absolute sense. And if I had him on the Jets, I mean, I would do everything I can to get him for more than six years. I think he's going to be great for a long time. Yeah, and why do we think he's going to be great? We figured we'd better uh, name off some of his stats over the past couple of seasons because we love him so much on this show. We want to remind you just (laughs) how good Christian McCaffrey has been and just why he does deserve the highest paid contract for running back in NFL history. Through three seasons, he has 2,920 rushing yards, which is fifth most in the NFL, Mm -hmm. two 1,000-yard rushing seasons, 303 catches, which is the second most ever by any player. One of three players ever with a 1,000 rushing and a 1,000 receiving yard season. And 2,523 receiving yards, most ever by a running back. And, of course, two-time All-Pro. So, uh, duh, this is insane. He's the only player ever with 2,500 rushing and 2,500 receiving yards in his first three seasons. Only player ever. That right there, ever to do that. I mean, that is just, that is, that's high quality. That's like superb. And that's almost Hall of Fame worthy with, if he does anything close to this for the next, throughout this contract, 
he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, I just, the guy has been insane, and them numbers that you put up there just clarify it even more. The guy is 100% a Hall of Famer if he continues. If he's, even if he were to quit right now, man, I'd be thinking, really? I mean, can we, we can't, we can't put him in the Hall of Fame. It's only been three (laughs) years, but man, he's been so good. Uh, It's pretty, I mean, you can't, I wouldn't do that to Adrian Peterson because he was great at that time too. So, I would still put him in the Hall of Fame now. Adrian Peterson absolutely deserves it, but yeah. that's another topic to, for another day. Another topic. Uh, meanwhile, let's go from somebody who's proved himself on the football field for the past three years to a guy who proved himself <laughs> for about, I don't know, six or seven games last year uh, after <laughs> yeah. three seasons of this is it. It's the time. Now is going to happen. Hunter Henry signed his mm-hmm. franchise take today. Not a surprise, but you know it locks him in and it guarantees roughly $10 million salary, so he is one of the highest-paid tight ends in the league for this season. And if he can stay on the field and he can do what he did in those several games that he stayed healthy for last year, he'll get another contract and probably get paid just like Austin Hooper did from the Cleveland Browns. So I sure hope. I sure hope that Hunter Henry does something fantastic for this team because he's going to need to. I don't see this team being very good unless some people really step up, and Hunter Henry has to do that. He can't get hurt. He's got to stay on the field for the whole season, and he's got to be stellar because I just don't I don't see that team being very good with with Terod under center or whatever it's going to be. We'll, we're going to find out. That's what we're talking about right now. Has Tarod's time finally come? Well, I think he's already had a chance, but heading into his 10th NFL season, yes, 10th, he's been in the league 10 years, he is on top of the depth chart for the Chargers at this moment. And I don't understand the article that I was reading part of this. Um, The team has (laughs) Super Bowl aspirations and I just, it doesn't seem quite right if they're going to stick with Terod Taylor. If they are, that's great. Put your faith behind him. Put your, yes, put your faith behind him. Let him be confident. Uh, I mean, he's come out and said, all I can do is show people shouldn't have slept on me. Well, we weren't sleeping on you. You got benched. You got benched yeah. for Baker Mayfield. You were doing fine fantasy-wise. I did have you yeah, that right, year, right, right. and he was doing fine, and he was making Jarvis Landry amazing, and that was great. But, of course, that doesn't win games, and it's not like the Browns kept winning games after that anyway, but that's a different story. <laughs> we can talk about the Browns all day long. Um, that being said, Anthony Lynn is legitimately bullish on Tyrod Taylor and that he could see Taylor running the offense for more than a year. Okay. But they <sighs> added that uh, Telesco uh, likes Justin Herbert and calls Telesco a top five GM poker player when it comes to the draft. So I don't know that me saying any of that had any effect on what is going to happen if they're calling him a poker player, that means we don't know what's coming. We don't he know could no, be we bluffing. Don't know he could be straight <laughs> telling you how it's going to be, and you still don't believe him. But obviously, quarterback would make sense for the Chargers to draft. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, regardless of if they think Tyrod Taylor is actually going to be legitimate enough for them to be a playoff team, you got to think they're they got to get a quarterback in the draft. Whether or not it's the first, second, third round, whatever it is, you got to get them somewhere. 
I, I can't imagine they rely on him for more than just this year. I can't even imagine they do it for the year. At some point, he's going to be benched again. And that, to me, <laughs> I just I think he's good enough to be a stopgap, and I think that's yes. basically what he is. It, a stopgap is about as good a word as I can think of for him. Yeah, and you would think somebody like maybe Cam or Winston would have hopped on there. Thanks for the follow, Gary. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you'd think that they would be in the market for a better quarterback or just be like, yes, Terod's going to be there while we groom somebody else. So maybe that Justin Herbert thing could be uh, a legitimate you know, possibility for the Chargers. Or if somebody like else falls or they just take a shot or I, I don't know. There's so many possibilities because we cannot see Terod Taylor doing everything he can to make the chargers a playoff team. It just, I just thinking about it, it makes my mind hurt just a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of other, a lot of teams that need quarterbacks right now too. So if they're going to do it, they better do it earlier than later because you got, you know, the Patriots that need a quarterback. Yes. You got the dolphins, you got all these teams and the Patriots. Apparently uh, they love Justin Herbert too. I, I mean, you can obviously see that yeah. they're in need of a quarterback, uh, the Lions, they've been teleconferencing with multiple quarterbacks. Justin Herbert most recently. Also, Tua. Um, the Lions, I, they don't need a quarterback. But I think they yeah. want to move ahead, move forward. They know life without Matt Stafford is going to be soon. And I I just this, don't. I'm, I'm telling you, this is when you need. The Lions are doing the right thing. Absolutely the right thing. This is when you need to have. Your, your quarterback drafted. The Packers did it. The Patriots did it. I mean, they didn't they didn't expect, you know, Tom Brady to be a stud, but he was only there for a year before he started playing anyway. Right. But, I mean, it's just that's, that's the type of thing you need to do. Develop your quarterback. Stop throwing these rookies out there and just hope that you got one. you got to develop these guys first. And I think that's what really – I think that's the smartest thing for the Lions to do at this point. And the one we've been talking about, Justin Herbert, perhaps might need to be developed the most out of a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming out because there's a stat that is kind of telling. Um, the percentage of uncatchable off-target throws targeting an open receiver. So just wrap this around your head. It's a lot of words that <laughs> say a lot. This is when a receiver is open. This is the percentage of uncatchable throws from these quarterbacks that are coming out this year. And this is when an open receiver is five to 18 yards downfield. So low okay. to mid range passes in 2019 percentage of uncatchable off target throws to at 4.3%. Okay. That's not bad. Not bad. Uh, Jalen hurts 5%. Not bad. Not bad. Burrow 5.1%. Right in there. Not bad. Now, we move past those first three, and we go to Jordan Love at 14.1% percentage Jeez. of uncatchable off-target throws. And rounding out this small list we have here, the guy we've been talking about, Justin Herbert, 18.1% oh. uncatchable off-target wow. throws. So he might need quite a bit of developing I mean, to me, that is one heck of a stat. I mean, it's a lot. It's a tongue twister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but 
that is that to me shows me the type of quarterback you can you got. I mean, I think obviously I think Burrow's going to be great. I think Tua has the chance to be great. I think Hurts has a pretty good chance as well. I I honestly thought Love and Herbert all had pretty good chances, but this stack kind of puts things in a little bit more perspective for me. I didn't see this one before, and I think it's absolutely um, telling. Yeah, it popped out at me, and then of course we're still talking about these quarterbacks. Uh, right now, uh, apparently, there's a good possibility the Raiders select Jordan Love with a 19th selection. Ooh. That sounds like a little much. Um, of course, they wouldn't have to throw Love into the mix because they have both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota just kind of yeah. hanging out, doing whatever. I don't see the Raiders being in contention this year. I mean, everything I've seen out of the Raiders has been either Judy or Lamb. I, I can't. I can't see them going with a quarterback right there unless something crazy happens and one of the top guys falls there. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen. But I mean, I can I I can see them trading up to get a quarterback before they get Jordan Love with the 19th selection. To me that just doesn't that doesn't compute. No, it doesn't seem like they've got so many other needs. Yes, they might not be in love with the quarterbacks that they have right now, but when you're in the mid to the late first round that's not where your possible franchise quarterbacks usually end up it's usually at the top of the draft mm-hmm. or you just find a gem somewhere down you the get line. lucky yep. yeah you get lucky yep. and uh speaking of that quarterback who was drafted late uh talking about tom brady yes we still uh, gotta we talk about him talk about i'm him. sorry it God. just happens let's to stop ha- it well this is more well there's some later but it's more a tampa bay buccaneer <laughs> tidbit but they brought in Tom Brady. That means they yeah. want to win, right? I mean, you don't bring in a 42-year-old right. quarterback exactly. and think, eh, let's just sell some tickets. I mean, maybe that's what it is, but you've got to think that they really believe they have a chance to win. Yeah. So now yeah. somebody is saying that trade-up rumors for the Buccaneers are possible. They've heard that they want to secure <laughs> an elite offensive tackle for Tom Brady because it's yeah. win now, baby, win now and yeah if you truly think they can yeah you you gotta get up there and get that guy that's gonna start and be good right now it better not be the jets that allow this to happen <laughs> oh because i can man. see that happening right now so, oh tom brady's not a patriot anymore right it'll be okay yeah, it'll be okay no, we don't need that 11th overall like pick him. <laughs> don't do it mm. uh i could see that completely happening but yeah uh we can move on. We can move on, but we're still on the Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, Bucks GM Jason Light was asked about Ronald Jones. We've uh, we've had some issues with Ronald Jones. Yes, we covered him extensively in his rookie preseason year, where he was almost in the negatives for average yard per carry. <laughs> but apparently, Jason Light says we have a lot of faith in Ronald. We have more faith in him than we ever have, which I'm not sure means anything because if you've never had any faith in him, just having a tiny bit of faith is more than they've ever had. All these off-season things, it's just a bunch of – it's just there's no reason to pay attention to most of the off-season stuff, especially once all these people get uh, drafted and all these rookies start – hopefully we can go out and actually have some practices. But once all this starts happening, people are like, oh, yeah, he looks great. He looks amazing. Oh, he's going to be a stud. No, just – 
calm down. Just say no. <laughs> Just say no. Yeah, a uh, friend of the show, Joe, he he kind of tried to hype up Ronald Jones a little bit, and he did have a couple of good games last year. Yeah, that's fine. If you were able to put him in and needed somebody at that particular time, you got a good deal. You got a good week out of a running back you didn't necessarily think you would have. Right. I'm yeah. still not sold on Ronald Jones. We'll have no. to ask Joe what he thinks about him going into this year with Tom Brady and everybody. But I am not advocating for Ronald Jones at this point. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has done plenty of things with underwhelming, to say the least, running backs. But I think it would add a lot of value to that team to draft a running back. You can get a pretty decent running back in the second or even the third round. I mean, it's really not that far off for me to say that they could do something uh, for for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to draft a, an actual running back other than Ronald Jones. I mean, I, I, you got to go somewhere else at some point, right? And and we've been doing a uh, mock NFL draft for yeah. the Back Row Network uh, part. We do the Back Row Jets show. So we've been doing the Jets draft picks for that um, network. And what I've seen is those running backs have been going yeah. very late. Uh, yep. I believe Jonathan Taylor didn't even go till the second round in that mock draft. So that's kind of telling. Maybe somebody's yeah. going to get a, a very good steal at the uh, end of the first or the beginning of the second round, somebody that actually needs a running back, but they don't need as much as, say, an offensive tackle like the Buccaneers. They want to mm -hmm. get that guy. And then what if Jonathan Taylor fell into the lap of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their second pick, if they didn't have <sighs> to use it to trade up? I mean, if it fell in the lap, I, I don't know how they wouldn't take it. I mean, they need a running back. There's flat out that's one of the big teams that absolutely need to have a running back. And if they get a running back, that team's going to be pretty good. Yep. It's going to be a pretty good team. All right, one more thing before we move on from Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. <sighs> Tom Brady's company has filed for <laughs> two new trademarks, Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Brady. Uh he intends to use the phrases on clothing and other merchandise. Oh, just go away. <laughs> go away, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to throw that in there. Anyway, God, let's God. let's uh, discuss the draft just a little bit more um, next week. Well, 10 days or so. Oh, no, next week. Next week. 10 days is the real draft. Next week, mm -hmm. there's going to be a mock draft with all 32 teams, which is basically just a systems test because it's going to be the first ever virtual NFL draft. Picks will be submitted by Microsoft Teams with several other redundancies in case of error. At worst, teams can unmute themselves on a league-wide call and simply say their pick. Now, that Sounds like trouble right there. What if they forget to mute themselves and they're discussing everything and other teams are listening like, oh, really? Is that who you like right now? Yeah. I'm going to try and trade up. Like that, oh, boy. To it, me, if it's a mock draft, you know what I would do? I'd just pick people I wouldn't want. Oh, no, I'm, I don't it's want, just a system sense. I know they're not going to. I'm just saying for the real draft, if they're muting and unmuting themselves. That's going to be interesting if they're remembering it or if somebody is controlling it for everybody else, making sure everybody is muted until it's time to go. Like an actual like broadcast would be somebody's <laughs> calling the shots. Mute 13. No, unmute 12. No, like this is going to be I am 
really excited to see how they're going to put this on TV since there's not going to be fans. It's just going to be a bunch of videos rolling. We're going to get all these horrible looking video conference yeah, call probably, which is something we were discussing before we started the show. Like, I don't think we look too bad when we're on Twitch here. Why is it that all these stations out there look so horrible? They're like doing this via Facebook Live with their, you know, 3G phones. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, they, got, they got the iPhone 2 or something like that. Yes. What are you using, man? <laughs> I mean, you can't get a better camera than that? Oh, come on. Come on. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, it's going to be fun to to watch that mock draft. It's to say the least. I don't want to take any information from that though oh no no, no. i don't think they're even going to actually take players or anything it's just going to be a mock of like okay we're going to okay, wait and, that makes more sense all right it's you and you're going to take bo jackson like you know i'm sure that's bo probably jackson yeah that's a good pick that is a great pick all right so like we said 10 days away there are seven teams right now with 10 plus picks yeah. that's a lot of picks in a draft right now the dolphins have 14 picks three first rounds <laughs> three fifth rounds and three seventh rounds. That's a lot yeah. of picks for the Dolphins. So they could be one of them that are moving up, moving back, moving back up again. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on as far as trades go. The Vikings yeah, have 12, yeah. two firsts and three sevenths. The Patriots also have 12 and they have mm-hmm. six in the sixth and seventh round. So eh, whatever <laughs> there. The Jaguars yeah, well, have 12, two firsts. The Packers have 10, five in the sixth and the seventh. And the Giants also have 10. And the Broncos also have 10. And that's, uh, well, the jo- Broncos have three thirds. So that'll be uh, good for them. The Giants have four sevenths. Whoopie do. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that the Dolphins are going to get a, quite a few value players right there with three first round picks. And it's going to, probably take a little bit of time for them to all come together and be cohesive but at some point you got to imagine that that's going to be a good thing for them yeah uh, they're in the perfect position right now to be able to do that with the AFC East the way it's going as much as you know the Jets fan in the room here doesn't Mm -hmm. like seeing that that division is wide open i'm a bit of a fan of the buffalo bills and i like what they're doing every time we gotta bring up the tom brady stuff we're bringing up (laughs) buffalo bills and freaking the patriots got six six round picks six seventh round picks that's basically first round picks for the Patriots. for them i mean they're gonna pick all good people there and all right all right it's just i'm done talking about the rest of the afc east you want some good news for the jets yes it hopefully might be good news (laughs) apparently cd lamb said on instagram that he's had virtual meetings with the jets raiders and 49ers the recent days so yeah that makes sense i hope so yes i know you better be going after everybody that makes sense for the jets team it better be judy better be lamb better be all the offensive tackles right all the offensive guards all the centers I want you to interview everybody because flat out, we need it. If you're not interviewing C.D. Lamb, there's a big problem, and I'm going to be really mad if you didn't. And we will talk a little bit about who we chose with our first pick in the Back Row Jets show coming Mm -hmm. up as soon as we're done here, which I'm going to kind of fly through the rest of this stuff because we're already at our half-hour mark, and I didn't think I had a half-hour's worth of stuff to talk about. Anyway... (laughs) 
A GM told Peter King, only two things are sure in this draft. Joe Burrow to the Bengals and John Snyder of the Seahawks trades down in the first round. That's it. Those are only two sure things. So expect the Seahawks to trade back and expect Joe Burrow to go to the Bengals. That's the only things we know right now. (laughs) I was already expecting Joe Burrow, but I didn't know about the whole trading down thing for the Seahawks. Whatever. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, Roger Goodell will, as suspected, announce his first-round picks standing in his basement in Bronxville, New York. <laughs> I don't know if his family will be, will be in there to boo him or not, but we can only hope that we get at least some piped-in booing from somewhere. Will he have, like, a green screen in the background so that it's, it says NFL draft or something? I just don't want to see his nasty basement. It'll be It'll be a... Regular old gray wall basement with pictures that his grandchildren or whatever drew just behind him. Just a crude NFL draft logo that was written in crayon. and NFL. NFL, <laughs> yes, hopefully. Anyway, last bit on the draft. Um, if there's a trade going down and there's a major technical issue, like a power mm-hmm. outage at somebody's house or something of that nature, mm-hmm. the league will use discretion to allow for more time. But again, no formal timeouts, no added time, and enough ways to get the pick in to allow for normal throw. But will somebody, will somebody do something stupid? They're in the middle of a draft. They're Mm -hmm. in the middle of a trade. They're in the middle of making their pick, and they're Mm -hmm. running out of time. Is somebody Mm going to pull the plug? Be like, oh, I lost power. Yeah, Belichick's going to be on the phone (laughs) or trying to get some other. Oh, 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 what just happened? Oh, man, I guess we need more time. Or the opposite will happen. Bill Belichick will be on camera, and he'll be so stupidly emotionless and not moving that they'll think the screen froze, and they'll be like, oh, we need to add some time on the Patriots. Something went wrong here. <sighs> Something of that oh, nature. No, he's he's fine. It says it's live. It's, it's live. He's just not moving. He's just, he looks dumbfounded. <laughs> oh, that's that's his genius showing. All right. One last thing before we move on and we get to the New York Jets. Um, This is a good one. We've talked in the past, the Mm -hmm. last couple of episodes, a little bit about what would happen if we didn't have fans in the stands or Mm -hmm. how the season will go. Well, Lawrence Tynes. Do you remember Lawrence Tynes, Mm -hmm. the kicker for the New York Giants? He actually Mm -hmm. won me some money back in the day in my cousin's fantasy football league. Apparently on Twitter, he said, uh, the NFL is seeking advice from the Dolphins, Bucks, Jags, Bengals, and Chargers in their study on possibly playing in empty stadiums this season. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Dolphins, Bucks, Jags, Bengals, or Chargers, I'm going to say, um, <clears throat> screw you. <laughs> I mean, the Chargers pretty much already do anyway. Yeah. Well. So you probably could just say, yeah, you guys – you just do what you do. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm sorry, but I I chuckled pretty good when I first read that one. I was like, man, that is there is no holding back from Lawrence Tynes. That that kicker's got it going. But yeah, good joke. Yeah. But it's a real possibility. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you never know what's going to happen with all this going on. But 
Yeah, let's let's find out. Let's, let's find out. Well, anyway, out. that's going to do it for us. Um, as soon as the NFL draft is done, we will be doing a mock draft for this show, a rookie mock draft to see how everybody's you know feeling about the landing spots for all these good guys. Hopefully, you know we can be confident taking somebody like Jonathan Taylor at the top of the draft if he lands in a good spot. But we'll find out. Will he fall? Will he rise? There's a lot going on. Um, that being said, we are going to get out of here. Don't forget to check out the Back Row Jet Show or any of the other Back Row Network teams. There's about 11 or 12 right now. The Raiders were just recently acquired by our friend, the Network. He did his first mm-hmm. episode out there. Good stuff. If you want to listen to the Raiders, we've got Texans, we've got Cardinals, we've got Packers, we've got Patriots, we've got Dolphins. There's all... We're like a third of the way there. So <laughs> almost, almost. Um, I guess that's going to be it until the NFL draft is upon us. Don't forget, stay fueled up.